This is the Authority Partners Podcast. Welcome to the Authority Partners Podcast. Today, my guest in studio is Amar Salošević, who is a program architect specialized in QA for Authority Partners. Amar, welcome to the studio. Hi, glad to be here. Amar has uh, been in the IT industry for six plus years. He worked on different type of projects from startups to enterprise level projects. Currently, he's interested in artificial intelligence and how will that impact the IT industry. Additionally, he's focused on education, especially teaching ISTQB certification. Today, we're going to talk about automation testing within SDLC. Amar. What is automation testing? Automation testing or test automation is a method in software testing that uses scripted steps that are executed by a tool to validate if software is functioning correctly. All of this is done automatically with no human intervention, hence the word automation. To simplify it, everything that the tester would do manually is translated into a code and then executed automatically. Test automation in a nutshell is focused on increasing the overall software efficiency. We all know time is valuable on the project. Automation is helping by saving time so that we don't need to do manual testing over and over again. Reducing human errors is also one of the way increases efficiency. Human tends to make mistakes. Tester can forget to create a test scenario, to test something, or either way it can test it wrong way, but the automation won't as it's automatically. So as we see, test automation has its benefits within the software development lifecycle. But it's often neglected. As of why is that, I think IT currently struggles to keep up with the test automation demand. This is meant two ways. One is finding people with test automation experience proves difficult because of the high demand. The second is demand within project. The demand to automate every functionality and not having enough time. This will change though. As the decline in manual tester is happening, the demand for automation tester is rising. This means that testing will shift its focus to prioritize automation testing. So there is a term uh, manual and automation tester. What is the difference and why do we have to split? The software testing industry involves two kinds of testing, manual and automation. Automation testers are focused on automation testing, which we described previously. This differs from manual testers who are focused on manual testing that are doing all the hard work manually, meaning they're testing all the software manual. As why the split exists now, that's a bit tricky. Well, there are testers who are happily doing only manual work and there are testers who are happily doing only automation work. Also, the second point can be is people don't want to go out of their comfort zone. So automation testers usually think, okay, manual is boring, I don't want to learn the business logic, etc., etc. While the manual testers think learning the code is hard, so they don't even try. Now, is this right or wrong? To be honest, I don't know. I don't think there's like a right or wrong way in IT industry because depending on a project, depending on a solution, everything can be right and sometimes everything can be wrong sometimes. But from my point of view though, to be honestly, I think we should aim to be full stack UA. So full stack UA is someone that's focusing on all aspects of testing, not just focusing on one. You mean like looking at the broader picture? Yes, you should be able to also do manual and automation. The reason why is you'll grasp the project much better. As mentioned previously, you won't focus just on one and then you say, okay, I don't care about the other side, you know. With this, to be honest, you're becoming much, much better tester. This is proven so many times. People just, just focus on one thing. Okay, they do it, but they're not really 
that great. When somebody takes a broad picture, as you mentioned it, they understand why it's happening, how to do it, and then they can implement the right way of doing stuff. Yeah, sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other reason can be, for example, what I think is the reason of this separation set up the testers to be stagnated mm -hmm. because their skill set or code set is limited by their experience. Here we come to a point where tester comes into a state called stagnation by separation. Let me put an example for you. So for example, a manual tester who's only doing manual work won't ever open code or look at the code. That means he will never get better at it and never try to, to get to the root cause of the problems. While on the other hand, the automation tester who's looking only at automation scripts all day won't care about the business logic, won't care about why is he doing that stuff? Is that really supposed to work like that? And that's the reason I think mm -hmm. we shouldn't be splitting that. It's more like focus them on one point, make them full stack. It will be much, much more beneficial to them. Well, that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. I understand it. What is the best programming language, the framework for automation testing? I usually get this question a lot, to be honest. It's like, what's the best language framework so I can only learn that and, you know, apply for a job. The IT is changing. IT is not stagnant. IT is always changing. It's evolving. There are so many different types of technology, different types of industry that are connected to it, different types of solutions. So to say there's like a language framework that will suit all of those issues, it's, from my point of view, incorrect. One framework might suit one application, but then it might not suit the other one. You know, there is no like one solution for all. And that's okay. I mean, that's the reason why we have so many different frameworks so that we can adapt to new situations and stuff that we need. People usually try to overcomplicate things as they try to force like one framework onto another and then that doesn't go really well. You know, let me show it an example. Let's say we have an application that's focused on, let's say, one functionality, but trying to input multiple test inputs the same, 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 same again. No. For this type of application, we would use something called data-driven framework, meaning we can use lesser code to automate all of these scenario, meaning less code, it will better work. Now, let me just make a point. I mean, it's not that we can't do this, you know, use another framework. It's rather, should we do it? You know, there are more efficient ways to do things in IT. Well, should everything be automated? I mean, test cases? Mm, that This is something that's debatable within our community. Okay, let's split us. So there's like one group that says, no, everything should not be automated. And then there's the other group that say, yes, everything should be automated. And to which group do you belong to? I fall, I fall myself in the latter one. Ah. So I'm the yes guy. <laughs> so let's try this. Let's take, for example, complexity out of this equation and debate. Mm -hmm. Okay, what I mean by complexity is meaning, uh, let's not go with words like, okay, we can't automate this. Mm -hmm. You know, that hence immediately stops the problem and saying, okay, everything can be automated. Let's focus on more if we should automate everything. The main reason that I get from the no guys is, let's say, the upkeep. You know, upkeep is something that's like, okay, nobody really takes into consideration how much takes effort and time to maintain all of these test automation. For example, they can automate a test case that's not really important that will then add to the upkeep, meaning they will need to maintain that test in the long run. Now, this is where I take a different stand. Mm -hmm. So I'm for automating everything. Doesn't matter if the test is insignificant. Mm -hmm. What will that prove in the later run is I don't need to worry about that test case. I mean, 
I understand, I mean, I understand the problem of time and everything, but if I have that scenario covered, I can draw it top of my mind and say, okay, now I'm confident that will work, more confidence means and the higher quality of the software. I see there are a lot of ads for automation testers nowadays. Why is that? Automation testers today are now hot commodity. So basically they are in high search. Some key factors that impact this is the current state of IT. We have now new processes, which are DevOps, continuous integration, AI, CI, CD. All of these are focusing on development of the software. So test automation is an extremely important part of these processes. So the reason why is it reduces the runtime of the test. You know, you don't need to do the manual tests over and over again. You can run it automatically, hence no time is used by a tester. Last night I was like reading something, then I've checked like a Lambda report. Lambda is a site which provides like market reports. So I've got to a situation where I check like the test automation market will grow from like 12.6 billion mm -hmm. to 28 billion within the next two years. That oh, that's means, fast growing. Yeah, that's fast growing. I mean, this is impacted by all sides. So that means that not this growth that we see today, it will be multiplied by a lot. One of the other signs that you can see is not just the ads. Nowadays, we have a lot more education courses about automation testing, which we didn't have like a couple of years ago. With this rise of all the ads also rises the people curiosity about it. Hence, lately I'm getting questions like, okay, Amar, uh, how should I learn automation testing? How should I learn QA? You know, where can I learn it? What should I do? So from my point of view, you can find everything on the internet. You know, currently you have plural site, which you can subscribe, then you'll get access to a lot of courses, videos, etc. that will help you. The other way is you can go to Udemy. You can buy yourself a course that you want. They are cheap. And then you can always reconnect them and look them again. Additional question that I want, I really want to sort this out mm -hmm. is, I'm usually asked like, I'm not smart enough or am I smart enough? So let's clear this out. There is no, am I smart enough to do this? You know, this only requires hard work and learning. You know, you can, you can be whatever age you are and then jump into IT mm -hmm. and go straight for it. You know, there Learn is and no, then practice, practice, practice. Yes. And trust me, I've taught people that were, they didn't know how to turn on a computer and they were like mid thirties. Now they're working as QA, as senior QAs in some of the companies. So a okay. miracle is possible. Yeah. I mean, okay. Let me be honest for a second. It's the difference is if you have affinity towards, let's say computers like that, you will learn it much faster. But if you don't, you will learn it slower. But in the end, the result is the same. That's the point. If you took three months or a year, doesn't matter. You learned, you can get a job and then keep working on yourself. One thing I would like to point out is for people to learn from the basics. So what I mean by that is learn the theory, you know, focus on the ICQB foundation level, get a certificate that will point you in the right way where you can learn the rest. You can then jump on databases, API, coding, which when you all sum up, you will be a full QA with no challenges support you and you can deal with any problems you get. Well, that's really kind of cheerful perspective yeah. to how to join the <laughs> IT. <laughs> well, please guys, just go and learn, you know. Well, I guess lots of uh, people from the faculty is actually kind of going through, through uh, your trainings in the lab, so the AP lab. So they, they kind of start being 
uh, IT pro- yeah, young IT professionals. That's that's one of the best things I've seen Authority did. So it's like we have the lab, people are going to it, learning a lot. They get in the firm and then they start helping. And such a great program. Yeah, I agree. That's that. I, I love mean, it. I, I've been like a couple times on it, uh, looking at the demos. Yes, and as a trainer. So it's, I mean, the young ones, they are, they have the ambition and Mm -hmm. that's good. You know, when you look at their eyes, you can see, okay, they are eager to learn that, which is good. And the last question is actually future, about the future. Do you think the manual testing will go excellent in the future? Even though manual testing is dying, it won't go fully that extinct. There will always be a need for some sort of manual testing. We can have 100% of test automation. We can have AI, artificial intelligence. But in the end, there will be need of some sort of manual testing that will need help too. The whole IT will evolve. And with that, the QA will need to evolve with too. So in what form, to be honest, I really don't know. But what I can say with certainty is that this barrier that we talked is, let's say, the manual testers and the automation testers, that's going to be broken. There's not going to be any difference in the future that, to be honest, I'm certain of. Yesterday, I read a quote, which I want to finish this off. And bear with me, I'm not sure I remember it fully. So it goes something like this is, IT is evolving, and those who are not quickly upskilling will find themselves with no viable career prospects in the future. So what does this mean? It means if we don't evolve, if we don't start to learn new things, own our skills, adapt to the new ways, there won't be a lot of work for, the, for example, the manual testers. Yeah, it's a fast-growing industry, and the things are changing almost like as we speak. So Definitely. I assume that everybody needs to be on that train. Yes, and that's you know that's why uh, IT or is not like a eight-hour job. You know, you need to do your job, and then you can, you need to focus on learning new stuff. Basically, as you mentioned, keep up with the program. Great, yeah. I think that um, that's that's pretty much applicable to uh, nowadays for lots of professions, but IT especially. Well, Amar, thank you for uh, being with us uh, today. It was great pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. I love when when <laughs> our our guests are having fun in the studio. <laughs> That's the most important thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Authority Partners podcast. Find more episodes via authoritypartners.com or join and follow us at our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the Authority Partners podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode.